The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, everybody? And thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast today. The return of the Fat and the Furious with myself, Bully Ray, and my tag team partner, the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. And what a show we have in store for you today. Well, thank you for that. I'm fat. He's furious. What's in the devil, fat man? He gave me his segment, The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. We break down NXT, and we also have the very special two-time former WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, on. You got to listen. You got to like it. You got to subscribe. You got to do everything great right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Let's talk about the good. The good would be I'm invested in some of the characters. And those some of those characters, like I said before last week, you have Daniel Bryan and Kane all wrapped up in one with Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano. Love those two guys. You have something special with Odyssey Jones, as well as I enjoy Jacket Time. Um you have something super duper special with Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai. All the women have stepped up, especially in this uh, 2.0 era. Love Mandy Rose. Love her group, uh, Toxic Attraction, Io Shirai. The list goes on and on for the women of NXT. The bad, a lot of execution. And when I say a lot of execution, I mean, we are going to keep on seeing mess ups and errors on national television, which you cannot see at this level. I also can't keep on hearing bad spot calling referees telling time. We cannot hear these things as well as when I say there are talents being pushed that are not ready for their push and what's going to happen is they're just going to get thrown to the wayside not going to name any of them but you have to do better things to protect certain talent i will give a specific 
Odyssey Jones. Odyssey Jones has these people going. He reminds me of a super duper charismatic WWE Hall of Famer, Mark Henry. And Odyssey Jones got angle slammed and then a two count last night from Roderick Strong and then easily got up and then a triple team to defeat Roderick Strong. Odyssey Jones should never have left his feet. And I'll tell you how I know this because I used to have the lovely daunting task of working with Mark Henry for nine to 11 minutes all the time. And this was before Mark, before Mark got it. That was your oof. (laughs) And I was having a really, really fun time doing it, but going out there and being told you're only allowed to bump him once. And that bump was, ladies and gentlemen, a DDT. And it used to be while Mark was on his knee and I was chopping him down and I fought from underneath the entire time because Mark Henry was being groomed to be a mega star. And thank God he had that talk with The Undertaker. And thank God he stayed healthy for, his, for the period that he did. Because for a while, Mark Henry had, uh, he was injury prone. And maybe they weren't going to give him the ball. And they straight up told him that. And Mark stepped up to the plate. But then he worked with a lot of guys that helped to get him over. The same with guys like Batista. I was that guy. Stevie Richards. There was a lot of guys who did that that helped get other guys over. And you need to, you can't lift Odyssey Jones off his feet just for a spot when there's 10,000 things more you can do or at least make sense of it like shouldn't have happened especially also when you're tagging with uh what are they the diamond mine where two of those guys are supposedly amateur athletes all three of them could have picked him up given him a triple angle slam and it would have made odyssey jones bigger as well as everybody else bigger don't do it for a spot and when i talk about execution i talk about okay cool Tony D'Angelo defeats Dexter Loomis. Great. It's a lovely victory for Tony D'Angelo. Did it really do anything for Tony D'Angelo? He was gone once that happened because then it was, let's forget it. Let's break his Dexter Loomis's arm. All that, It's a forgotten victory. If you're going to push people, like before when we said vignettes, and he had those vignettes, they're about 15 to 30-second vignettes. Didn't really get me emotionally invested. I get it. You're a gangster, uh, whatever. And then... Um, here's your debut. I get that you cheat. Anyone could cheat and get a victory. Let's savor it. Let's just not throw it away because no one's going to remember that you beat them. What they're going to remember is that Dexter Loomis may have gotten his hand broken. Um, so those are the things where I talk about the execution for the bad and for the ugly. And, oh, it's an ugly, ugly. Because we have really? great stars, like I said, like Bronson uh, Bonebreaker. Of, uh, what did I say his name? Bron Breaker. Ron Breaker. Um, Brother. He's a star. He is a pushed star. He answered in his first big match. Keep putting those obstacles in his way and he will get over. If you keep on going out there and whining about winning or wanting it, it ain't going to happen for you. The fans will turn on you because you lost. And that is professional wrestling 101, especially as a baby face. 
fight all your adversity because you're also fighting somebody that we really, really like in Tommaso Ciampa. And you cannot crack whip with Tommaso Ciampa. Trust me, the guy when he first started got over with his talking. He first was hired because he could talk, not because he could work. And then he stepped up his work. The guy's a star that the fans love. And the biggest ugly, stop reminding us that this is a new 2.0. Unless you're going to go back and rehire the people from uh, the first version, stop reminding us. The biggest, uh, like I said, there was good things about ECW, WWE's version, and then there was bad things. One of the more important things was they liked the ECW guys. Trust me, and I know we'll talk about this later, um, there's factual proof they liked the ECW guys in ratings. You cannot remind us of the past if you're not going to go back to it. If you're going to keep on doing it, I'm going to give you my nice little angle that could really, really help you out. Because, yes, you're saying it's a developmental system. You're no longer saying it's a brand. They don't. They went from dominating at Survivor Series where, hey, you're not even on the card. You want to keep reminding us it's NXT 2.0, then heat one person up beyond heat for 2.0 and keep talking about this new generation, new takeover, blah, 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 and then bring back Triple H and bring back Triple H as that figure for the old. Maybe you bring back some of the older talent. And when I say older, I'm talking about talent that were released. And then you have old versus new. And trust me, your territory will be popping again. Don't think it's going to happen. But if you're going to keep reminding us of it, it has to uh, go back to the past to get the future over. That's what WWE ECW should have done. We did it a little bit with the new breed and the ECW originals, and it worked through all adversity, and it got over. And then what they do? They split everybody up. But that's a whole other story. Bravo, Tommy. Bravo. Good job with the good, the bad, and the ugly. I don't give you five stars. I give you five sandwiches on that one. Five sandwiches. <laughs> I actually ate three sandwiches yesterday. No, no shit. What kind of sandwiches did you eat? I had, uh, oh, wait, no, I had four. I had two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches throughout the day because the other day I bought bread and it was on sale for 49 cents. So that means it was stale. No, I didn't look at the the, uh, expiration date. I thought I had three days. I had one day. So it took me four days to eat a loaf of bread. Meanwhile, bread is usually a dollar, but I saw it for 49 cents and I got excited. What kind of bread do um, you buy for a dollar? My my bread is like four fifty seven, a, like a loaf. Shoprite bread, come on now. Ugh, bread is no. Bread. I eat that Dave's bread. Dave's bread, not look like at all the fatties in this healthy box. bread. Gabby looked like she was going to throw up. You at ugh. Andre made a face. Shut up. Bread is bread. I love Wonder Bread, by the way. When that's on sale, I get that. No wonder you're two ninety seven. And also when I'm shopping and I buy bread and Beulah's not looking, I chuck it at her like a football and I bounce it off her head and she gets so angry. She's like, what's wrong with you? I do it all the time. It's bread. Anyway, two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And I also brought the, uh, they're like called flatbreads, but like they fold in half and I like to place them in the toaster. So I heat them up and then I take uh, whatever 
stuff I got in my fridge. I had turkey and I got roasted peppers, which then I see later and uh, cheese. And I put them all in. I make like a Dagwood sandwich and I ate two of those, one with rotisserie chicken sliced and then one with uh, it was very, very good. Did you ever suck the jelly out of a jelly donut and refill it with chocolate swirl ice cream? I don't like (laughs) jelly donuts ever. (laughs) Jelly donuts are stupid. Why would you put fruit Uh, in a in a jelly like that? You're stupid. To ask, I got pumpkin uh, spice uh, jam. It's so good. It's my jam. Yeah. Okay. I'm not a big fan of that whole pumpkin thing. Anyway. Um, I really liked your good, the bad, and the ugly. And I have a couple of takes myself. Um, you talked about Roderick Strong hitting the angle slam on Odyssey Jones. What Odyssey Jones goes about 350, right? Looks, I don't know. He's really, really big. He's super duper tall. And he's the fans, he's one of those guys that they're, you know, when we talk about Otis, he's one of the, the fans have connected with him instantly. He's different, okay. he's unique, but he's a big boy. Okay, Roger Strong goes about a buck and a half soaking wet with a brick in his pocket. So you're talking about a big difference in size. So Strong hits the angle slam, gets a two count. Whose fault is it, Tommy? Is it Roger Strong's fault for calling it? Is it Odyssey Jones' fault for taking it? Or is it the producer's fault for allowing it to happen? It would be the producer's fault if he thought it was uh, the right thing to do because it isn't. Don't know who the producer was, um, not getting into that debate. And it would be, if Vince McMahon was there, I think he would blow a gasket. And then the producer would say it was the wrestler's fault (laughs) because there would be this bus, throw that person under it. Yep. And also to get... Listen, it's not because any, you know, we're talking about uh, Gable suplexing Big E. It's not like a short versus big thing. It was a throwaway. Think of the most iconic Hulk Hogan, who was what? Six foot something slamming Andre. Uh, it it starts off every show. It's iconic or it it was just a throwaway. And then even to get the two count and it even do like the press to kick them off. That's what needs to be done special everything needs to be done special with a guy like that because if you treat everybody special then everybody gets over as special it's not hard it's not hard to do it's a move for the sake of a move it's a spot for the sake of a spot it gets nobody anywhere most importantly it does nothing for the match and at the end of the day the match is the most important piece of business you can do throwing down with renee and misha if i beat catlin Vieira, you know i look at this as a whole new beginning so for me this is the road back to becoming a champion could i lose yeah am i going to i don't think so november 20th i think it could make me the number one contender in a division that has been run by the same woman you know when she took the title from me the built-in storyline is already there it's kind of a no-brainer i come in there i have a good epic win i get a finish who who else would be more likely to get the next offer at 135 than me? Mondays from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. He's here. Hey, that's it. He is here. Speaking of going, speaking of Survivor Series, speaking of former World Heavyweight Champions, we're so happy to be joined by Drew McIntyre, former two-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Survivor Series this Sunday, live on pay-per-view, live on Peacock, from the Barclays Center. Drew, broadcasting live from your hotel room in God knows where. How are you, brother? Oh, marvelous. How are you guys? I'm glad we finally got this started out, and I'm here. Had a few link issues. <laughs> you had uh, some some weird Wi-Fi issues. It's because your giant sword that you got to carry around everywhere. It's it's a lightning rod for Wi-Fi. Yes, yes, it is. Although to be fair, the sword actually gets its own private plane. It's getting a bit of an ego these days. You know, I can't get it through TSA, so I had to get its own plane. It's always talking about how things aren't high class enough for. It. We've got a bunch of heat right now between me and the sword. You're stealing <laughs> its heat. I get it. Welcome to Bubba and Devon's whole tag team. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you fly commercial and the sword flies on Vince's plane. Yes, it does. And brags all the time. <laughs> uh, Drew, thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule. I know you're doing the whole media thing today. Uh, let's talk about it. Survivor Series uh, this Sunday, live on pay-per-view. Uh, the SmackDown team of yourself, Jeff Hardy, Xavier Woods, Happy Corbin, and an unknown Fifth man at this point taking on the Raw team of Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Austin Theory, and Bobby Lashley. First of all, how excited are you for this traditional Survivor Series match? I'm very excited. Anytime I get to take part in one of the traditional Survivor Series matches, it's awesome for me as a lifelong fan. 
And historically, I've always done very well in these Survivor Series matches and been one of the survivors, I believe, three times now. One of my favorite matches uh, was when I first debuted on SmackDown um, and myself, Sheamus and Miz were the last three survivors um, on the team. I was the sole survivor of SmackDown at the time. Sheamus always likes to joke about that famous picture of the three, of the two of us together when we won Survivor Series and the fan that jumped in the ring got between us referring to Miz. But that was a cool memory of mine and um, I'm excited to be part of it again this Sunday and hopefully be one of those survivors, start building my momentum, start building my equity, rack up the wins until it's time to fight Roman for that universal title because right now is not the time. Uh, glad you brought that up, Drew. I know you guys finally in, uh, went back to the UK and you were able to see that European crowd. My, Because I'm your friend, because I'm a fan, I wish they got to see you as the champion because you were the kid who made it for them. But unfortunately, we were stuck in the pandemic. But the fact that you went back there, I saw you with your wife as well. How did that feel for you just to be back in front of like where you grew up? Amazing. Um, like you say, I wish I was able to take the title in front of any fans, but especially my fans back home. But that'll come. It's just going to take some time. That'll come. But it was so great to get back home and hear the fans back in the UK again, hear the passion. They've just gotten louder and they were extremely loud to begin with. But more importantly, see my family for the first time in over two years and we started the tour in Manchester. We went to London, Cardiff, and finished in Glasgow. So my family were there. My wife flew in for the show. We all got to get together. And myself and Jinder main event in a street fight. And uh, we had a lot of fun after the match with the whole roster at Corbin's expense. So it was a cool end to the tour. It was a cool memory for my family. And then unbelievably, like uh, nine weeks later, we were back in the UK. That's why I look like hell right now. I've <laughs> been darting all over the world. Uh, we're just in the UK again last week. I got to see my family again. I got to go to a family wedding. I was in Budapest at the MTV European Music Awards on Sunday uh, presenting Best Rock Award, which was so much fun. Then I jumped back to Nashville for 20 hours, saw the wife. I jumped to Brooklyn and we're doing this right now. And my goodness, it's been crazy, but I'm so excited to be busy again. So excited to be in front of fans again, especially fans back home. And I'm buzzing for the New York fans this weekend because they are equally as loud as the fans back in the UK. Uh, Drew, for fans that are listening right now, you know, they see the glitz and glamour of TV, Raw, SmackDown, but they don't understand what wrestlers go through and what life is like on the road. If you had to sum up in one word for wrestling fans to understand what we do and, and your life and where it is right now, what would be that one word to sum up life on the road? to pick one word i would probably say passion because without passion you could not possibly survive it if you didn't truly love what we do you couldn't possibly survive it and I, i've had the luxury of having a couple of experiences that make me really appreciate things like that one time i got fired and had to look myself in the mirror and understand it was on me and then when things were finally going right i was i'd won the royal rumble i was going to main event wrestlemania against brock we lost the fans and we were stationary for a very long time. And now I appreciate every little moment. I don't care if I travel seven days a week. I don't care if I do media all day, every day. What am I doing? I'm doing the thing I love. I'm talking about Drew McIntyre. I'm putting over WWE where I always wanted to work. I'm living the dream right now. And I do not care if I sleep one hour a week. I'll sleep when I'm retired. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Right now I'm living the dream. Drew, uh, uh, just real quick, getting back to your survivor. One second, Tommy. Drew, getting back to the Survivor Series match. Uh, your, your, your fifth 
uh, the fifth participant on the SmackDown team is not known right now. Um, do you or Jeff Hardy or Xavier Woods or Happy Corbin have any say on who that is going to be, or is that going to be left up to Adam Pearce and you'll find, uh, find out on game day? I mean, I'm sure we'll probably find out on show day. I, I've heard Woods deciding he must be captain because he's king. You know, I feel otherwise. I'm sure we're all going to have trouble doing that one thing we always talk about in WWE coexisting but um <laughs> i have some suggestions of who i'd like as the fifth member um you know personally you know he's not been on tv for a while if i was going to suggest anybody it's the guy that i'm at odds with right now that i've known forever i always make the same joke that's true we traveled europe when i was 19 and he was 43 at the time he's it's harder than anybody in wwe and us together on the same team will strike fear into any opponent and that'd be shameless i would put in there so you know, he's the kind of guy, you know, when some of our uh, opponents see my name on the card, like Vader back in the day or Seamus' name across from them, they're like, oh, my God, we got to get in there with those guys. They're going to beat the crap out of us. Both of us together will strike the fear and raw, lead us to victory, and then afterwards we'll probably fight each other and end up drinking some pints. But I would suggest Seamus. Nice. Um, well, you guys always uh, take it uh, to each other. And, yes, uh, you're – looking at me and bully or all the scars on the back of his head that I'm the one that gave him to him. Uh, because when you're fighting your friends, those are the ones that, uh, you, uh, take it a little extra stiff as you like to say, I'm, I'm literally, as you're talking, I'm scrolling through my book here and on 11, eight, uh, I'm sorry, 11, six, I was in Columbus, Ohio. And then 11, eight, and this is 2006 Glasgow, uh, Newcastle, Nottingham, Minehead, Birmingham, Manchester, Aberdeen, Aberdeen. And then after that, Survivor Series, Nassau Coliseum. So it's that was in 2006, but I'm talking about a schedule. And here you are looking bright and chipper. And yes, these are the times of your life. And I always had that same mentality of you'll sleep with your dead. You're going to keep on going. And, and the reason why and before you came on, we were talking about Bobby Lashley. You and him have had similar paths and then similar success and not taking the narrative of negative, moving it to the positive and rebuilding yourself, becoming, Bubba said it right before we went off the air, exactly what the WWE was looking for. And it's either they reach that potential or they don't see it. And you, both you. of you, thankfully, saw it and your talents have stood up. And that's why you both are champions and, and still look you both have aged better i mean look at me and bully we age like crap <laughs> no nonsense both look wonderful wonderful thank you for saying that tommy i really appreciate that and you know bobby's someone i've been so excited to see you know finally get the opportunity to be what he was always meant to be and we do have similar mindsets of okay you know things aren't going to plan right now how can we better ourselves we look at our ourselves honestly in the mirror be our body character verbalizing ourselves where can we improve we're always trying to improve ourselves and certainly not putting out tweets online about our lack of push or whatever <laughs> like that's the one thing i'm always trying to instill in everybody is like trust me please no matter how you're feeling it's a it was a patient it's a patient man's game it's 52 weeks a year there's going to be ebbs and flows there's ups and downs peaks and valleys the worst thing you can do is put out to the world what's going on in your head right now why they should be doing this with you right now because if i'm in management I'm going to look at that and say, if I can't trust them at this level, why would I trust them at the top level? Just keep looking at yourself, honestly, working as hard as you can, control what you can control, and you'll get there if you work your bollocks off. 
I hope young wrestlers and even old wrestlers who you probably work with are listening to those words right now because it is so true. If you're bitching and moaning about what's going on with your quote-unquote push on social media, how can the boss trust you? Uh, th- that That is words of wisdom. Great stuff there, Drew. I don't want to take Survivor Series for granted because that's this Sunday and it's a huge match, traditional Survivor Series match. I don't want to look past the Royal Rumble either, but there's a little show called WrestleMania that's just a couple of months away. Uh, Texas Stadium, AT&T Stadium, huge two-night event. Perfect world scenario. Where would you like to see yourself? Ooh, well, first of all, tickets are available now on SeatGeek for everyone out there that wants them. Hey. <laughs> um, but second of all, I see myself in the title match. Whoever's the champion at the time, or even better, if I'm champion going into it, you know, that's where I want to be. That's what I'm working towards. And in Fantasyland, I don't even want to be near Roman until then. He is such equity, so high above everyone right now, the role he's been on. I just want to keep building and building and building, get some significant feuds in there, some significant character building slash rebuilding, and make the fans want that match, make it as big as possible, take Drew McIntyre to the level Roman's at right now, and make that match on the biggest stage possible. Um, Do you have, as a fan, because a particular favorite Survivor Series match? Ooh, and lots. It's the first one that popped in my head was Austin and Brett. I can't remember what year that was, but I remember I, that was one of my favorites. Um, and recently, um, I was just in the UK last week. Actually, I've got a chance to throw Natty under the bus. Uh, we're doing like a meet and greet. <laughs> we're doing a meet and greet during the day, some Q&A session. We're talking about Survivor Series and their first memory that comes to mind. And it was actually the anniversary of Survivor Series 97. I'm sure everyone listening right now knows what happened that day. So on the anniversary of Survivor Series 97, we were asked by one of the fans there, for myself, Natty, Jeff Hardy, and Walter, you know, who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Walter, um, Shawn Michaels, Jeff Hardy, Shawn Michaels, Natty, who I'm expecting an obvious answer, on this day of all days, said Shawn Michaels also. And I remember leaning across saying, was lucky I'm here on this day of all days. Mine was Bret Hart, Natty's uncle. And then she talked about favorite tag teams, or the Rockers were our favorite. And I was like, my goodness, Natty, this is tragic. So I wanted to take the time on this platform to throw Natty under the bus. Nice. Appreciate it. <laughs> but hey, uh, yeah, that hey, Austin Dr- Brett match, whatever year that was, was awesome. Like, if I was going to guess, I would say 96. 96. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You got that bingo. Uh, circle gets a square. Definitely 96. Uh, Drew, I uh, just want to ask you, on this past UK tour, um, Walter and Cesaro happened, and I haven't seen it. I don't. I haven't seen any footage of it. Did you happen to get to see that match? Of course, I watched every match, and it was freaking awesome. Uh, j- can you tell us about it? I mean, th- th- that just on paper, it's just got to be an incredible match. Uh, Hard hitting psychology. Um, you know, w- what stood out to you about it? I mean, Walter came and asked me after uh, the first match, just any thoughts, and I told him exactly what it was. I was like, it's a very simple story. Two men that look like men going in there, very physical, very logical. Anybody can go in there and get it. Dads are going in there with their families, perhaps not current fans of the product, are going to watch a match like that and talk about it the next day. It was like, hey, whatever you think about wrestling, whatever you think about WWE, I saw Cesaro versus Walter last night, and my goodness, they were laying into each other, and it was freaking awesome. And one of the nights, um, we actually had a pretty cool match um, where the match started. It was Walter versus Cesaro with Sheamus ringside. 
where obviously he was never going to get involved. But then he got involved and had a little interaction with Cesaro and I had to come and save the day with my big old sword. And it turned into a tag match myself and Cesaro versus Walter and Sheamus. And when I say not much was planned, basically nothing was planned. And we went in there, the four of us, and just laid into each other. The crowd freaking loved it. It was probably my favorite match of the whole tour and what wrestling's all about as far as I'm concerned. Four grown-ass men doing grown-ass things. Uh, for wrestlers listening uh, that work in WWE and also people that are trying to make it, Drew McIntyre, guy, two-time champion, said, I watched every single match. And when I tell you I see so many people just sitting in the back and BSing, you learn nothing from the back. You learn it from guys who ha- are doing it and have been at that success level. You need to go out there and watch every match. And plus, hey, you, I mean, you're watching really, really good stuff. You need to pick and learn from stuff like that. So kudos to you that you still watch matches. You're a smart young man. Oh, yeah. Like I was watching everything. It's cool to see as well. Um, you know, Charlotte, Sasha, main event. Just thinking about when I started and, um, you know, I was on uh, the same roster, you know, traveling over yourself, Tommy, back then. And with the way the girls were positioned back then and the lack of time they had, how the matches were structured. And to see where they're at now, main event, and putting on main event quality matches, getting main event star reactions. It's just so cool to see. That's awesome, man. Drew, before before we let you go, just one, one one last question. Just between the three of us, how much heat is there really between Charlotte and Becky? Uh, I honestly don't know. Like I hear all the stuff on the on the internet, like everybody else. Like I just kind of go in, do my thing, get out. But if it gets people talking, that's what sells tickets. So I'm excited that there appears to be some kind of real beef because that's going to start drawing people in, and word of mouth will get to the casual fans, and they'll start paying attention because that's something that used to happen a lot back in the day. Doesn't happen anymore because we are kind of good friends these days. So if it's true, or at least people believe it, I think that's a good thing. Awesome. Drew, Drew well, thank you very luck. much. Thanks, man. And we appreciate uh, you taking the time. Hang on, big man. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. They're offering a special three type of Bruno San Martino shirt. So if you see a double XL of the white one and the black one, please send them our way. Only could get them at Barclays at Survivor Series. So uh, a double XL for me, maybe a triple for somebody else. Uh, we don't <laughs> <laughs> I may grab one for myself as well. Awesome. available at Survivor Series. Yeah, well, remind me because I'm kind of busy that day because I want one myself and I'll get one for you guys. Thanks, <laughs> I appreciate bud. it Thanks. as always, guys. Always good to catch up. Take care of yourselves and uh, hopefully see you in person soon. You got it. Thanks, Drew. Survivor Series this Take Sunday, care, live on pay-per-view, live on Peacock from the Barclay Center. Good luck, Drew. Uh, I'm sure you guys are going to tear it down. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producers are Gabby Laspisa and Josh Freeman. Sound designed by Mary Bailon. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 